You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, this is your boy Frank Gore. You li- I'm listening to the 49er Rush Niners all day. That's Brain Sits Home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, as always, John Chapman. And man, today is a rough day. There are fewer things in the world that I dislike less than, or more than, uh, (laughs) semantics there. I hate cut days. I hate it. Um, Five players uh, across every NFL team were cut today. There's 32 teams. Times five, a lot of players that are gone. Um, And next week's going to be even more. You know, we're down to 80 for every single franchise in the NFL. You've got to cut down to 53. So, man, 27 players will be cut within one week from today. That's a lot of of careers that are going to end, not in glory, not with the Super Bowl win, and, you know, you walk out with the confetti. This is some of their players' last time to ever experience the NFL, and I hate that. I really wish there was a way to change it. But we're going to be going through kind of who got cut, what that means for the people that are left. Um, Also going over, we finished our uh, Patreon breakdown of the first half, offense, defense. We're going to talk about that, share some clips as well, and talk about really whose stock is going up and whose stock is going down. And on top of all of that, we've got a giveaway today as I reach over here. Boom. We're giving away this uh, lovely little Kyle Shanahan hat. Compliments of a Patreon member that wanted to build the community. So we've got that as well. Um, and again, yeah, this is our new time for going live. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm coaching. I got my practices. So as soon as practice is over, I run home. My amazing wife, shout out to Jen Chapman. Uh, you know, she's been freaking Susie Homemaker lately, making dinner every single night and stuff. I eat, which is incredible. And then uh, jump on here with you guys. So um Let's get into it. Let's talk about this because there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of moving parts. And shout out to the countdown crew. Hashtag CC. <laughs> Esteban, I am with you 100%, man. He said, Richie James stock down with lots of ends. Um, yeah, I'm with you, man. I I don't know what it is because there's a lot of Richie James truthers out there. 
And I love that. You know, one of my favorite things about football is depending on the positions you watch or perhaps you played or the colleges you went to or if a player's from your hometown, you get these stands of all these different players. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And Richie James, you know, he's flashed. He's had some moments. But, man, I, I tweeted out during the game, um, you know, I, I'm, I want Richie James to play for another team. And what I mean by that is, I, I think it's best for him. <laughs> I think I think it's best for him at this point to go somewhere else and to see if he can kind of thrive in another thing. We know what he is. Yeah, he can kind of he brings a lot of versatility. But man, where is the upside there? I, I don't see it. Um, and so I don't know if I'm just you know off on my own on that. But yeah, I, I'm ready to move on from the Richie James experience. And yeah, Trent Taylor, Nikki Savage throwing that in there. I was hopeful for them as well. But, and you know, you kind of take it and you move on. And man, I, I really want that project to move on. Now, let's talk about the players that were cut. We lost five players. Four were cut or waived. And one was placed on IR. Probably the most notable and the biggest shocker to me was River Craycraft. Not so much because I thought River Craycraft was going to make the final 53-man roster. But... I thought he was ahead of a couple other guys in the wide receiver room, but he wasn't. Uh, I would have put him ahead of Richie James personally, um, but that's just me. So R River Craycraft, you know, all-name team, that's going to be gone. I wouldn't be shocked if he comes back to our practice squad. Now, again, understand this. Practice squad rules are updated as of last year. Used to, you had to have less than two accrued seasons to even qualify for the practice squad, but they amended that. Now you can bring back veterans, you can have more players, because they're sticking with kind of the COVID protocols and the COVID rules um, that are there, and that's kind of a big deal. Um, oh, what's up, Peachy? Uh, shout out to Peachy. Uh, happy belated birthday, girl. Congrats. Uh, she is incredible. One of the best uh, Niners follows out there, so uh, give Peachy a follow if you haven't already. But staying with cuts... Offensive line, Cor uh, Corbin Kofusi, um, he was cut. He played well, but there's just too much draft capital represented in other all offensive linemen, and they're going to stick with that. Defensive line veteran, Shalik Calhoun, who came over late, uh, didn't get too much playing time. And, man, I want to be real honest. We're going to talk a lot about the defensive line today, which you know I truly believe is the strength of this team. And kind of, you know, that's the back of what they've built. Uh, since Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have showed up. And, yeah, Shalik, he was just on the outside looking in. And then cornerback B.W. Webb, the dude with the super long dreads, uh, had a much better game in preseason round two than he did the first game, but still not enough. And then they waived or put on IR, sorry, linebacker Michael Kendricks, who came up injured. So those are the five um, cuts, waves, and IR moves to get us down to 80. So we're where we need to be. And, again, 27 more players. Got to go before this week's up. Uh, shout out to Adam Garcia. Appreciate the gift. Man, uh, Adam and I, we were kind of playing phone tag, trying to meet up at the 49ers Chargers game, and it just didn't really work out. And I apologize for that one, uh, but, I, but I love it. He says, can you share what you saw from gold? Um, he's raising my eyebrows lately. Yeah, I'm with you, Adam, and not in a good way. Not in a good way at all. Um, here's what I'll say. Robbie Gold is a top five kicker in this league. There's no doubt about it when you look at the stats. Having said that, as he gets longer in the tooth, uh, he's been around for a minute. It takes him a while to get to where he needs to be. We remember whenever he did the holdout type of thing. Not really a holdout, but the franchise tag. He wanted a deal. He wanted to be back with his family in Chicago, whatever. He was slow whenever he came back. Last year, same thing. Rough start at the start. 
Uh, we had a little bit of movement with the long snapper and all that stuff, and then he was fine. This year, it's preseason. seems like he's going through those struggles early. Now, you look at the salary, all those things. Kickers are their mess, and I guarantee you there are 28 teams in the NFL that would love to have Robbie Gold. Yeah, it's raising my eyebrows too, but whenever you have the track record and the trend of his long career, it's pretty easy to step back with a deep breath. All right, we're okay. We're going to be just fine. So, yeah, I get it. Robbie Gold hasn't been great, but we he, he's earned a little bit of wiggle room, and he's going to be just fine. Um, Daddy Miller. He says, Shanny not naming Jimmy the week one starter sounds like he is looking to start Trey Thoughts. I don't think so at all. Um, I really don't think so. And, you know, I, I haven't really shifted my tune on this. And I know that everybody wants the shiny new toy. I'm a Trey Lance guy. <laughs> I like Jimmy. I really do like Jimmy. I think that he is a slightly above average quarterback starter in the NFL. But I'm telling you right now, Jimmy Garoppolo starting week one. That's all there is to it. You watch Trey Lance. And we're going to put some clips up here for Jimmy and Trey. And both of them have some issues. There's no reason, okay? Again, I'm using Kyle Shanahan logic. Don't get mad at me. I love Trey Lance. I'm, I'm telling you, man. I'm the biggest Trey Lance fan there is. That's all there is to it. But I understand why Kyle Shanahan's doing what he's doing. If you listen to his words over this whole thing, I'm telling you right now, Jimmy's starting. That's just what it's going to be. Should it be that way? That's a whole nother discussion. Kyle Shanahan, he's starting Jimmy. Otherwise, he would have moved on. Um, they, they, he would cut them. He would have done something. Um, it's going to be the Jimmy Garoppolo show with, you know, one to two first half drives by Trey Lance. And if Trey Lance goes out there and flourishes, then he'll get more playing time, more play. It's going to be much more of an organic transition than what we've seen in the past. You know, whenever Trey was drafted, I, a lot of, you know, pundits and myself included, I cited the Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes transition. I don't think it's going to be that anymore. I think it's going to be much more, look, you get two series a game. If you prove to us you can handle more, next game you'll get three series. Next game you'll get six series. You can't, we're going to keep you at two. Trey's going, this is going to be a meritocracy. And I I know it's frustrating for fans because we want to know right now. <laughs> but I'm telling you, this is going to play out and teams are going to adjust in the future. Just like how we talk about, oh, the Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes transition. This is going to be the new. This is going to be the new thing. Okay, Kyle Shanahan's breaking it. You know, cutting edge all the time. Oh, it's the Garoppolo to Trey Lance transition pattern. This is going to be the new formula. This is going to be. It's not throw your rookie out there and let him swim. No, no, no. It's allow him to go into it. And what that takes is it takes a competing roster. We're not the Jets. That's not who we are. You got to get something there. Like, they're not winning games. <laughs> that's just all there is to it. They're not winning games. So that's kind of what I think about that. Again, I, I know everybody wants to jump in the trade bandwagon, and I'm with you, man. But let's just chill. Let them earn it. Trust me, that transition will go smooth, and Jimmy's still got some stuff to prove. If Jimmy goes out and plays like he's capable of playing his best football, like we saw against the Saints, like we saw against both the Cardinals games, those those type of performances, that's a win-win for everybody. That's a win-win for everybody. Uh, Tommy, appreciate the gift. He says, Don Burr agrees. Uh, the kitty cat score a goose egg. Yeah, I'm going to leave that one alone. Uh, but <laughs> thank you so much for the gift, Tommy. I'm sure Don Burr is going to be here. We only got Don for about three more weeks. After that, the 49ers play the Detroit Lions, and we'll move on. Now, 
let's talk about some of the players that are ascending. Stock up, stop down, okay? And I got to start off by talking about this because I think it's I think it's kind of key. There are three players. Obviously, it's very easy to always go with the rookies, and rightfully so, right? They're new, uh, potentials off the charts, all those things. But understand this. I'm, I'm telling you right now, there are three rookies, and I put this poll out today, that are just lights out. And they were all drafted, guess what? You know, where the 49ers draft all their studs. Round five. We have lots of other rookies, but the three rookies, only three rookies we got in round five, all three exceptional. Jalen Moore, Diamador, Lenore, and Talanoa Hufanga. Holy freaking cow. I tweeted this out and I said, this is the way I phrased it, which fifth round rookie has impressed you the most? Now, like it's a loaded question, and there's not a wrong answer because they all have been very, very good. But you could you could go with any one of them. They're all far exceeding fifth round. Talanoa is going to start week one probably. Like there's a good chance he's going to be starting. Diamador Lenore, he's jumped his stock up to the number three outside corner. There's no doubt about that. And Jalen Moore, who we thought was going to be a backup guard developmental, he's now our swing tackle. I mean, good gosh, how do you? Not like be if this was our whole rookie class, you'd be like, mm, thumbs up. But we've got more. You know, Aaron Banks, he's also uh, uh, he's disappointed big time. Trey Sermon, as advertised. Trey Lance, trust me, everybody's very, very happy with that pick. At least you should be. Um what else you got? Yeah, Aaron Banks, yeah, he's been bad. I get that one. And then you got Elijah Mitchell out there too. So uh, this rookie draft class is shaping up quite nicely. Now, what were the results? Uh, I tweeted this out about si five or six hours ago. It's got over 2,700 votes. So the people are fighting for the rookies. And I was kind of bummed out because I was hoping all three would be somewhat even. But O-line, they never get love. You know, they're out there fighting and doing everything that they can, but they don't get any love. So at 5%, Jalen Moore's in last place. That's ridiculous. This guy has been awesome. And at left tackle. So I put together a clip. I put this up on Patreon. Um, we got access to the All-22, and we've been you know, sharing that over on the Patreon, 49ers Rush, uh, patreon.com, 49ers Rush, um, if you want access to that. So here's a clip that I wanted to show you of Jalen Moore, just pass pro. And, man, I have been so impressed with this kid. Pass protection. Let's watch the rookie. Ooh, nice kick slide. Man, he anchored well. Uh, initially... You know, a little bit too much of a back bend, which you don't like to see a little too high at the point of contact for Jalen Moore. Right there. But look at him anchor. You know, reestablish his feet and get down. Very good. Dude can play, man. It's just consistent. You know, he, he's been out there with the starting group. <laughs> Trent, you know, he's getting his knee taken care of. He's been out there with the starters. And he hasn't missed. He's not missing a beat. Now, he's not Trent Williams. Nobody's Trent Williams. But who would have guessed going into this that our, our swing tackle was going to be Jalen Moore? I don't think anybody would have, especially whenever they drafted him. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan said, yeah, we got him at guard. We see him as a guard. Nope. <laughs> they kept him at tackle. Now, the other two, and good Lord, they're tied at 47% in this voting uh, that we put up there. Whew. You know, you, I don't care how you look at this. It's just positive. Uh, let's start by talking about Diamador Lenore. I, you know, I went through and went through all their PFF data that I could. Listen to these numbers, okay? 
Diamador Lenore, he's played 101 snaps. He's been playing starter snaps. Uh, so he's been out there against the ones. He was out there against Tyreek Hill, right, that first week. He played really, really well against him. He's given up 101 snaps in two games, one reception on six targets for nine yards. That's it. One interception and one pass breakups, no penalties. That comes out to a 0.00 passer rating. This dude, if you drafted him in the first round, you would be very happy with the value you have got. Now, I know it's preseason. I get that. But tell me he hasn't looked the part. Tell me he hasn't been out there against their ones consistently going to bat and shutting people down. They're not throwing it towards him. He's all over the place. So, Diamador Lenore, wow, holy freaking cow. Now, I want to take a step back and just because I want to compare these numbers side by side. And I'm not trying to say Ambry Thomas hasn't had a good preseason. He hasn't had a bad preseason either. But whenever you look at the raw data and the numbers, again, he's played 105 snaps, so four more than Diamador. He's given up 10 receptions on 13 targets for 116 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, no pass defense, and he has two penalties. So, again, you're just looking at these two. They're both out on the field at the same time. There's a big difference there. Uh, now, you have to add the caveat. And, again, I would put Ambry Thomas maybe not in a descending player or a stock down player. He definitely hasn't risen at all. He's been surpassed by Lenore. There's no doubt about that. But, remember, Ambry didn't play last year. And so it's taken him a little bit of a while. Now, the good thing I can say, and again, this is just from finishing the defensive film this morning, he's in position a lot of times, um, but he's not making plays. And that's the difference from Demo, right? So you could be in phase as a corner and still get beat, which has happened to Ambry Thomas considerably. But eventually, you've got to make a play. That was kind of the thing with Akella Witherspoon. Yeah, he was always close and whatever else, but people were always making catches over him because they weren't scared of his playmaking ability. Ambry Thomas, not I'm not saying he's anywhere in that category. He's had two preseason games, but I'm just saying with what we've seen, 105 snaps, it's, 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 it's a decent chunk. We got to see if he's going to improve on that. We got to see what he's going to do. And then the last one, oh man, probably fan favorite. Tala Noah. Do the Talano <laughs> thing. He is nuts, man. That blitz off the edge for a tackle for loss. I haven't uh, cut up the uh, defensive thing, um, film into bits yet to share with you guys. I just got the offensive one. But, man, Talanoa, if he was starting week one, I, I would be so happy. You know, going into <laughs> the, the first preseason game, safety was just like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? You know, you lost. Tavarius Moore, Jaquaski Tart, who knows when he's going to be back. Who's starting? We, we don't have anybody. Well, Talanoa has proven he started with HaHa ha Clinton Dix, which, by the way, man, tip of the cap, HaHa's ha got some play in there left in him. In the very first play of the game, that dude went out there, you know, chased the entire field full speed and just killed a guy on the sidelines. He wants to be here. Now, and I wrote this in my notes, and I deleted it, and I wrote it in my notes again. I was like, nah. But I, I, I'm going to say this line, and people will take it out of context. That's okay. I, I, the internet is what it is, and I appreciate that. Um, here, here's what I would say. I typed this out. I said, man, if Talanoa and Ha Ha Clinton Dix were our starters for at the safety position, I'm cool with that. Now, do I think either one of them is better than Jimmy Ward? Absolutely freaking not. 
Do I think that both those will start? No, I don't. I think Tavon Wilson's probably going to get to start as a vet, and then Talanoa will eventually take over. But I wanted to say that because we all thought safety was going to be the huge weakness. I don't feel that way. I really, really don't. And a big reason why I feel this way is the defensive line which we're going to get to in a second. But before we do, got to say thank you to our sponsor, my bookie, baby. The NFL season is about to kick off, and that means the return of the 49ers to Levi Stadium as they set out to bring home Super Bowl number 6, baby. With tons of questions circling the minds of the faithful, here's the deal. My bookie is here to help us make some serious cash to go along with the Niners' upcoming season. And my bookie can bet on everything in the NFL. From week one all the way up to Super Bowl 56, try your hand out on several future wagers. Here we go. You put this in before the season starts. Trey Lance, if you think he's starting early, his offensive rookie of the year odds plus 650. Who's going to take home the MVP? You got Patrick Mahomes plus 350 odds. Aaron Rodgers, last year's MVP, plus 800. And heck, you can even bet on the 49ers to go all the way to the Super Bowl and win it all plus 1,400 odds. Now, why sit around? Go to mybookie.ag. And place your first wager today. On top of that, I'm going to sweeten the pot for you. If you use our promo code 49ERS49ers when you sign up, get an extra $1,000 in bonus money depending on how much you deposit. That's right, $1,000 in bonus money. Head to mybookie.ag today and start winning today. Bet anytime, anywhere with mybookie. All right, those are up there. And again, if you're part of our Patreon package, uh, we're going to be sharing a lot of in-season bets over there. Um, we'll always you know, incorporate some of the 49ers bets and stuff throughout the week. But again, for our full bet package, and that it's with any package that you buy. It's not like I'm selling things. But I know some people on the live podcast don't want as much betting talk. So I'm going to include some of here. But man, if you're one of those people bet with us, we tripled up last year. Uh, so have fun with that. That's where we're going to be. want to say thank you to Shot J, man, one of the best ever. Um, appreciate the gift, my friend. He said, good evening, bro, Sidon. Best show around. Man, I appreciate that. And if you guys think this is the best show around, man, please hit that like button. Hit that subscribe. I really do appreciate it. It helps us out a lot with metrics and numbers and all that stuff. So please, I would really, really appreciate that. Thank you, uh, Shot J, for the gift as always. Now let's talk about the freaking defensive line. And I almost wanted to title this entire episode beast defensive line and just talk about the defensive line they're too damn good okay <laughs> we're getting to the cuts and what the heck are we going to do we have too many good players you stack it up and this has kind of been the the focus perhaps is the right word of you know everything with the way they built this team, you look at draft capital on the defensive line. You look at money on the defensive line. You look at trades on the defensive line. You, you, I mean, just bam, 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 bam. And these guys, they have lived up to whatever it is. And so Josh from Patreon asked this, and I wanted to incorporate this in the show because I liked it. Um, he said, with Hurst getting hurt and the way Kerr played, who doesn't make the cut for defensive line? There is a possible four to five starters at defensive tackle alone. He's exactly right. Man, it's hard. You know, the last game that we have is Sunday, which we're going to go live right here after the show. And we're going to go through the, the, you know, instant reactions and all that stuff. We got the Raiders. We're going to destroy them. But then later that evening, we're going to do our Patreon hangout, our Jerry Rice tier Patreon hangout, where we get on Zoom and we're going to go through the roster. 
and we're going to predict the 53-man roster. We're going to argue back and forth. It's not my prediction. It's you guys's, and we're going to see how close we get. So uh, if you want to join us there, head over to patreon.com. Again, that's the way to support the show, 49ers Rush Podcast. Join the Jerry Rice tier. I'm going to send out the Zoom link. I've already sent it out, but I'm going to resend it out again. That's this Sunday night. So we got the live show immediately after the game, and then later on we've got the, uh, the Zoom hangout, which is going to be a blast. So let's talk about this D-line. Listen to these names of guys that just completely balled out. Okay, again, I've only gone through the first half of the defensive film, so I got to work on the second half. Kerr was nuts. Okay, <laughs> Zach Kerr, he was. It was stupid how good this guy was. He only got thirty-one snaps, but he was all over the place, all over the place. He had three solo stops and thirty-one um, snaps. He had two pressures, one quarterback hit. The dude was just out there making plays. There's no way in hell you could cut him. Okay, let's go to Contavious Street. Well, guess what? He had probably one of his worst games so far this preseason. He had four pressures by himself. Three solo stops by himself. This guy's all over the place. I, I've never been a Street fan. Yeah, I, I really, I, I didn't like what he brought to the team. He had the offseason of a lifetime. There's no way he can move. He was taking starter snaps. Right? So so what's that going to look like? Maurice Hurst, no way you can cut that guy. Yeah, he's hurt. Maybe you could you can't put him on the pup now because he was active, but like there's you've got to figure out a way to do something with him. Yeah, Arden Key. Oh my gosh. That dude's playing like a bat out of hell. Darion Daniels, he's the highest, you know, second highest defensive player from Pro Football Focus. He had a 90.1 grade in 22 snaps. That's elite. Two pressures in 20 snaps from the defensive tackle position and a batted ball. He was all over the place. It, it, there's so many guys. You can just go down the line. Nobody's playing poorly. Yarborough, Darion Daniels, Barrett. The, the worst player was Kevin Givens, if I'm going to be real. The worst player this preseason on the defensive interior is Kevin Givens. That's the same Kevin Givens that I wanted to start <laughs> ahead of DJ Jones down the stretch last year. And so I say all of this to say, you know, I don't want to put out predictions or anything along those lines. That's not what I'm going for. The defensive line stock is up. And whoever we cut is getting claimed. So, man, you got to be hitting those lines. And you got to say, hey, you want this guy? Give us a six-round pick. Give us a seventh-round pick. Give us something. Because I'm telling you right now, half of those guys are going to get cut. And I don't know how. They are so freaking talented at the defensive line. And whenever, you know, okay, let's step back and let's look at the forest instead of the tree, right? So let's let's peek outside of the defensive line group and talk about the impact that the defensive line group has on the defense as a whole. The linebackers look amazing too. Why? Because the defensive line's cleaning everything up. Secondary looks great. Why? Because quarterback can't get the ball out. We had 19 total pressures. <laughs> against the Chargers. 19. That's a lot. <laughs> so, I mean, it's 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 just freaking awesome whenever you look at how, how do I say this? It's I don't like using that word because it's loaded, whatever. It just every group makes the group behind them better and it starts up front on the defense. I don't care what D'Amico Ryan's does with this defensive group and keep in mind Nick Bosa, our best player, not out there. Kinlaw, our best defensive tackle, not out there. D. Ford, probably the best pass rushing specialist, not out there. Which, again, in the past, I wouldn't say anything. He's going to be out there. 
That's coming. So, man, there's just so much I like about that. Now, linebackers. Good gosh. Where's Aziz at, first off? He's been injured. Like, he's a starter. He's a starter player. But Jonas Griffith and Elijah Sullivan? Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. How do you move off from those guys? They played so dang well. You know, Jonas Griffith has proven he can be a Mike linebacker in this league. He would start for three or four teams. You wave him now, he's getting picked up. Elijah Sullivan, man, he's balling. Justin Hillier's been good too. You can't keep eight linebackers, man. You can't do that. <laughs> DFF's been good. Marcel Harris, he's a playmaker. He can play safety and linebacker. You are losing great players. We're going to get poached. And I know there's a lot of, you know, if you listen to other team podcasts and, yeah, they're in love with their roster and all those things, dude, they shut down. <laughs> they shut down the Chargers. They shut down the starting group of the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they got four plays. They got four plays. They got a first down on the very first play with Patrick Mahomes out there, Tyreek Hill, everybody out there. And then after that, it was punt. These guys are so freaking good. Uh, really, really excited about just what they bring about. And again, another stock-up guy, which I didn't mention earlier with the safeties, Jared Maiden. He had the highest PFF grade, which, you know, again, it's not everything. But I, th I think it, you can take a lot away from it. He had a 93.1 grade, which is super elite. Uh, I mean, you don't get grades higher than that. And so it's off the charts. He had the interception. You know, he's all over the field. He's just playing really, really well. So, man, there's just so much there to be happy about. And, again, focusing on the defensive side with the stock up. <laughs> now, uh, before we go to the players descending, let's give away this hat, which is what's up. 
Uh, again, compliments of a Patreon member just trying to build the community. Uh, this one goes to probably one of my favorite people on Twitter, which I didn't rig it. Uh, man, we had a lot of traction on there. You could have hashtag CC, you got in. Patreon members got in. Retweet the giveaway. You could leave a... There's so many places to do that. And we got some more giveaways coming, mind you. This one goes to one of the queens of Twitter, uh, S.A. Breezy 2.0. Her tag is at SF underscore GamerBabe118. She is incredible. If you don't follow her, please go do that. Just want to say congrats to her. But don't worry. I got some of those awesome SF Represent logo hats coming my way uh, to give you guys. So we got some more stuff coming for the giveaway. So don't run away too far. Now, before we go on to the next thing, I want to share, this is huge, going to be one of the coolest events ever, the Philly Road Trip, baby, the 49ers Rush Road Trip. So excited, guys. We have worked so hard for this, and all the details are finally finished and coming together. The 49ers Rush Road Trip for our Philly game, which is going to be week two, so that's Saturday, September 18th, the night before the game, we are going to be meeting up at the Drinker's Pub, which I freaking love it. I mean, if you've ever been to Philly, or again, uh, shout out to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the pub is the heart of of Philadelphia. It's just what it is. So we have, this place is awesome. I've been there before. It's only a few short blocks away from our hotel. We're staying at the awesome Warwick Hotel in Renton House Square. Come join us. We have the second floor all to ourselves. We've got pool tables. we got multiple TVs for college football on. We've got giveaways, raffles. We have our own bar service and food service. It's going to be an absolute blast. Hang out, drink, but more importantly, come for the community. It's going to be 49ers fans flying in from all over the place. From 6.30 to 9.30, if you want to go party out afterwards, that's cool. But again, we're going to be hanging out there for a long time. So head over to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Click on Philly. This is week two, okay? And buy your tickets there. They're 25 bucks, and everything that we bring in through the website, it's going back to giveaways. I've bought multiple jerseys, giveaways, autograph memorabilia. So whenever you come in, you're going to get raffle tickets, all those things. We're going to be doing trivia, lots of stuff, lots of ways just to have a blast with people that you want to hang out with. So head over there. Again, this is the Drinker's Pub Saturday, and we're staying at the Warwick Hotel. By the way, we still have discount rate available for hotels at the Warwick Hotel in Renton House Square. It's one of the best historic hotels in Philly, and you get to save about 50 bucks a night if you go over there and book it. So uh, if you haven't got tickets yet, you need to get over there, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Again, this is for week two. Let's go, baby. Have some fun with us. All right. I do want to come out and say thank you, Kenneth, for the gift. He asked this question. We obviously have the talent on defense, but what have you seen from the coaching on defense since Sayla is gone? Yeah, you, you don't get to see a lot of like blitz-heavy stuff in the preseason, even though there's been some blitzing. Probably one of the things I take away that shocked me the most watching the All-22. We're not running very much quarters. I thought we were going to be running more quarters this year. We haven't shown it. It's been a lot more single high. Safeties have been interchangeable based on um, just there's a right safety and there's a left safety. And again, they'd motion across, and whichever safety they were motioning to would drop down in the box. The other one was the free safety. So Talanoa, who I have pegged as a strong safety, man, he got as much snaps, you know, at the free safety spot as HaHa ha Clinton Diggs did. So it's interesting kind of how they're doing that. And I think that's, you know, one of the things that we're just going to have to wait and see. We're not going to get exotic, though, you know, in the preseason. So 
Even though we haven't shown quarters, I guarantee you we're going to see some quarters week one. That's going to happen. Um, so just some of the things to kind of keep an eye out for. But I don't know. We, we might not really, now that I think about it, we might not see quarters until week three. Because you don't have to worry about Jared Goff and the passing offense of the Lions. Like, he's not a deep threat specialist, so you don't have to worry about that. And then week two with Jalen Hurts, same thing. You're not worrying about deep passes. So the safety play is interesting, uh, Kenneth. And, you know, really nothing too exotic. It's been very, very basic and just, you know, we're lining up assignment execution. That's what it's about. And everybody's in the right spots. Nothing too complex yet. But we'll have to wait and see. I don't think preseason week three you're going to see anything different that we haven't already got on tape. But maybe weeks one and two, definitely week three. That's going to be the big, all right, let's put our stuff out there. All right, let's talk about players that are descending. Um, I, I don't like being negative here, but Mike McGlinchey added a lot of weight and had an overall good game. But the issue has always been, yeah, he's a great run blocker, and he put that on film. The problem is he has one or two of those game plays that is just baffling. And I titled this play... Uh, Mike McGlinchey, uh, Disney on ice. Just got blown up too much, put on skates. It, you know, we could talk about McGlinchey gaining weight, and that's great. This is the problem. He, he catches and receives. You can't catch. <laughs> you got to deliver. And, I mean, he just gets blown up by a lower leverage guy. Can't do that, man. Can't do that. You know, the opposite side, Jalen Moore. You're seeing him out here, number 76. Overall, pretty good for where he was drafted at, right? I mean, again, th this is a <laughs> – how do you say this? He's a fifth-round rookie. And I think, you know, again, Jalen Moore, he's outperforming. McGlinchey was the number nine overall pick. And for him to keep getting blown up like that, it's not good. It's not good. It's embarrassing, um, and it bothers me. I, what do you you got to keep him. But yeah, that's really, really bad. <laughs> and these are the same issues that we've had. That was a quick release pass. That was a quick count. Ah, it's something that's got to be fixed. Now, let's move on to quarterbacks. Let's talk about this. Um, Because I, I want to get to kind of, this should have been the whole episode too. I want to talk D-line. I want to talk about rookies. I want to talk about, there's too, so much stuff going on right now. I love being, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 business is booming, right? We've got plenty of stuff to talk about. We could be here for hours. But let's move on to the quarterbacks. The good and the bad. And I want to start off with Trey Lance and his interception, okay? Because there's a lot there. Was it a good pass? No. Should it have been caught? Yes. Here we go. Let's get to the tape. Boom. Over the middle. Catch the damn ball. Ugh. Again, it's high. And again, you tell them, <laughs> preach it to a broken window, a broken record here. Sounded like a broken record. Got to get that ball down over the middle. But that should have been caught. That's off Sanu. That's on Sanu. You got to catch that. I understand he throws the ball hard. He put that right where it should have been. And you can see from this angle better. Nice blitz pickup by Gallman there. And nice clean pocket. Side steps. Yeah, it's high. It's high. There's no doubt about it. Still got to catch it. Not a good pass. But you got to catch it. God, get the ball down. Dang, that pisses me off. 
If it happens once, it's on the player. If it happens twice, it's on the coach for continuing to let it happen. Perhaps you addressed it, but you didn't address it correctly because he didn't follow your steps. He didn't follow your instructions. And that's kind of the thing, right? It's a rookie. He's 21 years old. He's played one game in the past year and a half. Like, I get that. But, and, you know, another question was asked to me on Patreon. I forgot who asked, so I apologize um, for not giving you credit for an amazing question. Why is he throwing it so hard over the middle, and why is it selling? Rookies have to develop anticipatory throwing, okay? In college, in high school, you see it open, you throw it open. And whenever you have a cannon arm, that gives you can wait and be a little bit more patient. And so once he gets open, then you just rifle it in there, and boom, it's right there. It's like throwing darts or something, right? But the idea is NFL's not like that. You have to anticipate where the play is going. And so even though they're covered now, you got to throw it open. But because he's not seeing and anticipating as well as he will eventually, that's why he's throwing it so stinking hard over the middle because those windows are so tiny. You got to get it through there. And usually it's, you know, if you throw it, Really, really hard and, and tight, it's not going to be intercepted. But if you throw it hard high, that's where it gets into trouble. And it's not just him. It's not just Trey Lance. It's Jimmy Garoppolo, too. Here's a clip from Jimmy's interception. This is where the interception comes. Third and 12 is never a place to be. Got Ayuk here. Coming across. Nice route. He won the route. Ayuk won this route. Should he have caught it? Yes. Okay. Should the ball be down? Yes. And so it's, again, I said this on the podcast, it's both and, not either or. Whose fault is this? That's Jimmy Garoppolo's. You throw that ball over the middle, you got to get the ball down. You cannot go over the middle and be high. 49ers quarterbacks, they did this three times in this game. Two, in, two of them went for interceptions. All of them on third downs. I just got to catch that. Um, now, is that a hard catch? Yeah, that's a ridiculous hard catch. But I'm telling you right now, you know, it's both of their faults, but Jimmy cannot throw this ball that high. You can't do it. You got to step in, and you got to deliver that ball down low because then if it's incomplete, you're okay. You're still in field goal position. You just took points off the board. Cannot be high over the middle. You can't. And it's funny, you know, everybody wants to text me and say, oh, man, Asante Samuel's so good, we knew it. Asante Samuel just gave up four yards cushion over the middle on third and 12 for what should have been a first down. This dude's 10 feet in the air, gets both hands on it, almost made a circus play. But everybody's like, oh, Asante Samuel. And Asante Samuel's great. I love Asante Samuel. He was my highest rated player. He was uh, in the second round. But to think that this play was one where you're like, oh, Samuel's amazing, absolutely not. Dude got dusted on third and 12. I mean, he's almost not even in frame. It's just a bad pass. It's just a bad pass. Yeah, it's so frustrating because you're just like, oh, there's so many good things to take away from both those plays. But, man, why aren't they learning from each other? Like, it, 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 being anxious and just kind of unsettled in the pocket, that's what results there. That's what that is. I, mean, I want to say shout out to Wally. I see you in the chat, man. He said, um, sorry, John, um, but that was the only bad play from McGlinchey. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, McGlinchey is so good 95% of the time. It's that 5% of the time that he gets his quarterback hit. And those are the things that we've got to stop. We've got to stop. And, you know, you hope the weight would address that. And, again, it's preseason for him, too. Maybe he can adjust that and correct that. But, man, at some point, 
those posterized plays just got to stop. Um, and I'm, I, I, I'm not an anti-McGlinchey guy, but man, sometimes it's just like, come on, man. Like, that's not acceptable. And whenever you watch the technique and his feet are just flat and he just receives punishment like that, it gets to me. But Wally, Wally watches the tape. Trust me. I, I know Wally watches the tape. This dude knows what he's talking about. So thank you. I appreciate that very, very much. Um, now let's go to a positive play. Uh, let's go to the positive play. The huge deep ball, Trey Lance to Trent uh, Sherfield, which this connection just continues to bring more and more steam, which I love. Oh, it gets me excited. Here we go. Here's Trey deep. And just this is, oh, this is, it's so good. Gosh. One great job by Wayne Gallman here picking up this blitz. They're bringing everybody. One, two, three, four, five. They got a five-man blitz. Gallman picks it up perfectly. Look at this. Who's open right here? Nobody. <laughs> He's getting at the bottom of his drop. Look, I mean, look at this. He's about to cork this out right here. He's reading the safety. And so here's the rules whenever you're throwing this route. Where the safety goes, everybody's open, okay? So here's what I mean by that. Okay, you held the safety in the middle. He cannot get to the sidelines. That tells you you've got a one-on-one -on -one matchup right here and right here. You're telling me, who, who are you putting out here? You're putting a linebacker out here on Sherfield? I know where I'm going with this ball. As long as that safety sits. Safety sits. Uncork it. Look what he's 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 throwing it. Look at this. If he's even, he's leaving. That's Trent Sherfield. Look at him throw this open. That's film. That's understanding the route concept. That's understanding who's covering. This dude's not running deep with a wheel route. Fakes the out route and gets upfield. Nope, he ain't running that. Hit the pocket, and then not only that, Sherfield, golly, he's going to create on his own. Look at the touch. People are like, oh, he throws it too hard all the time. Look at the touch on this pass. He dropped it in a bucket. Ooh. Nice run, Sherfield. Incredible. Man, the awareness, all those things, they're there. You just got to wait. You just got to be patient. He's not polished yet, but these are the types of plays that rookies usually don't make. Oh, man. Look at him look straight downfield to keep that safety where he is. That's what this is about. Look at him. He's looking at the safety. You can't break if I'm staring at your <laughs> rear end. Oh, got him. And look at the touch on that ball. People, like, I get the complaints and the over-the-middle throws and throwing it too hard. I get it. But whenever you see a rookie that's 21 years old that can show that kind of touch... That's just a dang good ball, good read, perfect placement. Against the blitz. Oh. Go get you some. And oh, I, I get excited. <laughs> it's so easy to get excited right there, man. And Jose he asked this question. He's over on Periscope. He said, with both with the with how both quarterbacks are performing, do you see Lance taking over earlier than expected? Um I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of stay. With my thoughts, which probably aren't going to be popular. Um, I must, what, I, I, I'm thinking this out live on air, which is a total mistake and can only come back and haunt me in so many ways, but that's okay. Hold my feet to the fire. Please screenshot this, whatever. Uh, please. I'm keeping it up there. Use this against me. My initial thoughts were Trey Lance will get his first start week 11 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's what I've been like projecting, right? Um, Obviously, Trey's going to play. That, that's out of the bag. But again, when is that full transition going to take place? 
uh, it's up to Trey. It's up to Trey. And it's up to Jimmy. Isn't it? Everybody wants to say, oh, well, Kyle Shanahan just needs to do whatever. No, no, no. No, no, no. Allow a meritocracy, baby. Who wants it? Who wants to earn it? Go get it. Let them duke it out. How many starts does Garoppolo have? You know, in his career, he's missed a lot of games, but he's got a lot. Let him let him start it out, and then allow Trey Lance to come in for a series a half. Let him duke it out, man. Let him fight it out like gladiators. Oh, how great is that? So yes, I, uh, week eleven was my initial, you know, projection. I'm gonna hold to it just because I don't want to. I don't want to change yet. But he's probably going to start sooner than that. I think I was wrong there. Uh, Philip, what's up, man? Big Philly D. He is incredible. Um, thank you for the gift, my friend. Um, looking forward to hanging out on that Patreon Zoom call. He says, how do you teach touch? Again, we touched on this a little bit. Oh, look at that. Touched on teaching touch earlier. You have to anticipate and see it before it's there. 21-year-old Trey Lance sees it, throws it. What you have to do is understand the concepts a little bit better and know when they are going to be open and throw it before they're open and take some of that off. And so a lot of it, too, you got to chill, man. Relax. And his arm is a cannon. He's got a top five arm in the NFL. I don't think anybody disagrees with that now with what we've seen. But, yeah, you, you've got to be able to throw it with anticipation where they're going instead of waiting till they're open and seeing and throwing it. That's kind of the big issue. So just confidence, reps, and awareness. That's what is needed. Yeah, Shot J, reps. That's what it needs. Um, and so, you know, what kind of see it? Oh, what's up, Sin? I see Sin in here. Uh, always great to see you, girl. Looking forward to hanging out soon, uh, talking some more 49ers football. Now, um, one more play. I want to share with you guys, and this one's another thing that I get. Another thing Kyle Shanahan gets. Why isn't Trey running the football? Let him run. Well, there's a couple reasons why. Um, first, we know Trey can run. Everybody knows Trey can run. He rushed for 1,100 yards in one season, for crying out loud. But what has Kyle Shanahan always said about a quarterback? you got to win first in the pocket. And this relates back to the playing time thing. Everybody's like, when's Trey going to start? When's Trey going to start? You should start now. You should start now. Until, <laughs> until Trey can prove to Kyle Shanahan that he can win from the pocket first, he's not playing. He's not starting. So why put Trey Lance out there and let him run like crazy if that's not how you want him to win? If he can't win from the pocket, you don't want him starting. So what do you do with the running? Does that mean you don't call running plays for Trey Lance? In the preseason, I'm fine with that. Whenever he gets in the game, that's fine. But again, it's a philosophical issue that Kyle Shanahan's been very steadfast with. And you go all the way back to his time with Washington, with RG3. What happened with RG3? Yeah, they won with him, ruined his career's first year because he was running like crazy. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Win from the pocket, the mobility, the running, that is a last resource. It's a pass play. You're getting through your reads, which Trey's really good at, but don't be dependent on that. And so again, you know, you, you could, I could keep talking about all these things. What I say is this, until Trey Lance proves he can win from the pocket consistently, he's not going to start. And I don't think he's proven that yet. You could argue, okay, Jimmy hasn't proved it. Jimmy's never fixed his footwork. I see that crypto. That's pretty funny. Um, like, yeah, you're, you're probably right. 
that's not Jimmy's strength. Jimmy's strength is quick release and efficiency, um, which we haven't seen in the preseason, but whatever. But now here is the two-point play um, that got called back because of penalty, but it's preseason. Who cares? Where we get to see Trey's feet. And this is the mobility I want to see from Trey Lance. Where you get through all the reads and everything else is not there, then you go to your feet. This is the two for, or go for two play. It's 8 to 10 at this point, I think. Man, that slant's just covered up. That's where he wanted to go. So, time to improvise. Man, whew. This kid is good at football. Just walks in there. Golly, man. Looks like the Vince Young touchdown. USC fan's going to be hurt right at the corner of the end zone. He's fast, man. He's long. He's going to be able to get past a lot, a lot, a lot of people with that stride. Rush for 1,100 yards in one year. I know it's a penalty and it's coming back, but it's preseason. You got to be excited about what you're seeing here. Everybody's like, use your legs. That's going to come. Learn how to win from the pocket. It's preseason. These games don't count. Learn to win from the pocket. Worst comes to worst. This is what you got to do. Oh. Got him. And it's exciting. Sky's the limit, man. Um, he's got it all. But why rush it? That, that's kind of my thing. Like, let, let's just wait. Let, let's allow this to be what it should be. There's no need to rush it because we have a good quarterback. And I know you guys are like, no, Jimmy Garoppolo's not good. He's good. Okay? Is he great? No. He's a, a slightly above average quarterback in the NFL. And until your rookie can win from the pocket, you just kind of chill. Now, I love this question. Uh, Bay Area Baller. He said, how many design runs would you call in a game? Let's say that Trey Lance gets two series a game just to start week one. One in the first half, one in the second half. Let's just say that's what it is. Give him one design run play. And again, it's going to be like a zone read or whatever. You do a jet sweep keep. That's what I would do. Let him get a little bit of that there, but that's the backup. That's the backup. Now, once he's a full-time starter, uh, Bay Area baller, what I would say is, man, no more than two design quarterback runs. Now, if you do a zone read play, that's not a design quarterback run. A lot of people think that it is. You're reading the defensive end, and that gives you the 11-on-11 11 11 football. So right now, we do zone reads with um, Garoppolo, and we did it with C.J. Beathard. We did it with Nick Mullins. They're just automatic gives. It's just a run play. But what you get to do whenever you bring in Trey Lance is now it's a run play, but if that end cheats and bites down too hard, then you keep it. Not a design run play. So, yeah, Trey might get more carries, but I'm saying no more than two designed Trey Lance quarterback run plays. The rest could come organically if the defense is giving that uh, pull, the quarterback pull up. That's what I would say. So uh, I, I don't want him to get hurt. Now, I will say this, the good thing, even if a quarterback gets hurt, God forbid, 49ers in great shape. Great shape. Great shape. And, you know, the 49ers have had their issues with injuries. There's no doubt about that in the past. And you're starting to see throughout all throughout <laughs> everywhere else. I mean, the Jaguars lost, you know, their running back, Travis Etienne, which sucks. You never want injuries. But the 49ers, so far, you know, knock on wood, they've got made it through relatively unscathed. There have been some injuries, but not major ones to major positions. So we'll have to kind of see what happens there. But that's going to do it for us. Uh, we'll have another episode later on in the week. But if you want more stuff, Patreon. Man, I've got 
The first half took us, I think, an hour and 20-minute breakdown for the offense and defense in the first half. I'm going to be getting the rest of that out tomorrow on the next day. All 22. You can't get all of 22 anywhere. I'm the only place. It's just me, baby. <laughs> uh, so if you want it, come check it out. If you If you do subscribe to Patreon and you don't like it, I'll give you your money back. Um, I, I'm willing to say I think we got 220 plus over there. I think we're putting out a good product. We're putting out a lot of time there. So if you want to support the podcast, you want some of the best content out there, head over to patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. That's where to see it. Thank you guys. You are incredible. Man, we got one more preseason bait, one more preseason game before we cut down. A lot of fun stuff to talk about. And as always, stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.